What can we make you for a costume? Here's Hannah, the great planner, without a costume. Let me see, we can... I'll just be a ghost, Hannah said, grabbing the sheet off her bed. No! All at once, Jenna stood rigid and serious. Hannah stared at her in astonishment. What's with you? You can't be a ghost. This is a party, Hannah, a party. I don't want to risk an inadvertent summoning. So there they were again at that same place. Hannah tried hard to avoid that place because she liked Jenna. Jenna was sweet-natured, generous, and a believer in the supernatural all the way. In her, the age of imagination had become the age of irrationality, and there were so many Jennas on campus. Hannah said, maybe I won't go after all. You're going, and you're going now, and you're going in costume. Here, what about this? Jenna pulled a coat of green, very shaggy wool from her own closet. A coat? What am I supposed to be, a store mannequin? No, you're a yard. It'll be great. We'll put some paper flowers on you and a picket fence on your head. She was folding pink tissues and tossing Hannah scissors and white cardboard. When they were done, and Hannah looked at herself in the mirror, she had to laugh. And certainly nobody else would come to the party as a yard. Nor a ghost, witch, demon, or angel. Hannah was surprised to even see a girl dressed as a black cat. But despite the silly superstitions, she enjoyed the party until about eleven. Then, as everybody started to seem drunk, Hannah, a non-drinker, left. She could still get in a few hours of study. Halfway back to her dorm, cardboard fence and tissue flowers no longer on her head, she crossed a parking lot. A half-dozen masked people dragged a boy screaming toward a dilapidated vehicle shed. Hannah raised her wrister to call security. Before she could speak, one of the draggers sprinted to her, knocked down her arm, and tore off the wrister. Hannah's breath tangled in her throat. What would they do to her, to the boy? He had stopped screaming. The masked boy, gripping her arm, said, You're going to stand here quietly with me, and then you're going to go back to your dorm or apartment or wherever you snobs live. This doesn't concern you. On his costume, some sort of antiquated soldier with a full face mask, she saw a homemade badge with red letters, S-L-A. Let me go! He did, but he kept her wrister, and he stood close enough to keep her from bolting. Two of the girls with the group kicked in the flimsy shed door. Hannah forced words up her tightening throat. What did he do? The boy said, he put a curse on my friend. Clearly, he believed it. This townie and the college kid had gotten into some sort of argument or fight. It happened all the time, usually when everyone was drunk. And the dragged boy had shouted something childish like, You're screwed, man! Then the other guy had fallen ill or lost his job or whatever. This boy and his band of wackos genuinely believed his friend had been cursed because the domain of non-replicable experience was just as real as science. Not that he would ever phrase it like that. Her captor said, Don't move until I let you. I won't, Hannah said, and kicked him in the balls. He went down silently, which surprised her, clutching his crotch. She grabbed her wrister from his hand and took a precious moment to snatch the mask from his face and memorize him. Then she was running, knowing that none of them could catch her. She'd lettered in track.
As soon as she reached a lighted area with other people, she phoned the cops. A curse, and they all believed it. Why not? On this campus, there were courses examining the documented evidence of Dobu Islanders who died because they believed they were cursed, of Americans relieved of pain because they believed their placebos were real, of cancer victims with a higher survival rate than control groups because others prayed for them. Belief was a powerful thing. And she hadn't really grasped before a dangerous one.